Hello again, my friends, and thank you for tuning in. This episode you are about to embark on is a bit different from the previous two. It is a bit less theatric, and there is admittedly less dramatic background music. So, I hope the points still hit the same way for you. In this episode, I share a conversation with my longest-standing friend, Jacob Bodwin. Jacob once said it best, I think. He and I never really had a pleasure of being introduced because our families have known each other since before we were born. Jacob has a pure heart and a deep wealth of introspection that I hope you begin to fall in love with in the same way I have in our previous 27 years as friends in this life. Our conversation together is on the topic of gratitude and its importance and practice in our lives. In our conversation, Jacob and I talk about giving yourself grace and patience when gratitude doesn't naturally flow, Western society's seeming reduction in levels of gratitude, how curiosity can create a spirit of gratitude in us, how where you draw your attention shapes your perspective of life, embracing the realistic fortune you have to adjust your perspective at times, how natural instincts or reactions can at times betray holding a higher perspective, and how gratitude impacts art. So, without any more delay, thanks for listening, and let's get started. Uh, this is something that you and I have jokingly, intentionally not talked about for the last couple of weeks. So Trying we to save whatever measure of gold I have for you. Yes, <laughs> every, thereof. every nugget should be uh, used today. So... <laughs> I want to kick us off. I found some quotes about uh, gratitude and gratefulness that I actually really liked. So the first one is by Eckhart Tolle. He writes in A New Earth, he says, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation of all abundance. I love that one. And then secondly, Voltaire says, appreciation is a wonderful thing. It makes what is excellent in others belong to us as well. Wow. I thought that was a great quote, so I'd love to just say, Jacob, what is gratitude? <laughs> For sure. Um, I think, you know, it varies obviously to everyone, and I think everyone's understanding of that word um, varies. But for me, um, you know, there, there's definitely a multi-layered kind of um, approach with all of it of like, or perspective, I should say, where I see gratitude as this very simple thing, and I see this word and this thing as really complicated in a lot of other areas so for me gratitude in the simplest terms is uh an appreciation for the blessings that you have do you feel like appreciation gratitude thankfulness are like synonymous for the sake of the conversation do you feel like there's helpful semantics to kind of yeah separate there I, I try not to get too into like um I don't know, maybe maybe others function differently, but like getting into like definitions or like this word means this and it's a little different. It's like, you know, when I say the word gratitude, something resonates different within someone else versus resonating within myself. So like I try not to fall too much into, you know, chasing that stuff down because I, I don't have a clue. Like uh, probably, you know, some, I can't even say the word, uh, you know, comparative to other words, you know, obviously you and I speak one language. So like there's, there's all sorts of factors that, you know, yeah. go into considering, um, I don't know, like what that word means to others and other words that are similar, but we can stick with just like continually using just the word gratitude yeah. because it makes more sense. But like, obviously there are other things within it. hundred percent. 
when I was thinking about gratitude, it almost shows up in two ways, like in my in my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. I was curious your thoughts on that. Of yeah, one is I feel like it's something that you experience in the moment with someone, like yeah. you know, yeah. someone gives you a gift, someone does something kind for you, whether you know them or you don't. There's that genuine gratitude and that like thankfulness of like actually being appreciative of them doing that. Yep. And then there's almost like the uh, like the practice of gratitude, right. where right. it is something you almost have to do daily, intentionally, yeah. like yeah. working that muscle. And so, totally. Uh, when there's almost two types of gratitude, I, I'd love to hear just kind of how you differentiate the two a little bit. Yeah, um, I think I would love to like immediately kind of latch on or speak to like um, you know gratitude as like a daily exercise or muscle because you need that one first, in my opinion, before you can really appreciate kind of like the present natural gratitude or like even the broader kind of just like gratitude as a very abstract like zooming out of the earth and your own body and perspective and like seeing yourself from the outside like I think you need to cultivate gratitude uh, within yourself and in your own life to even like reach the better parts of that second so um, I think something I'm beginning to understand and like my journey with this word and this feeling and this like perspective is relatively like new on the scale of my life like it's something I've always embraced but it's definitely something that like I don't have all the answers that's always the disclaimer I'll give for anything but I've recognized lately that gratitude is something that we expect especially like in a parental sense I feel like uh, we expect to just naturally possess it you are expected to naturally be gratitude or grateful for the things in your life or you know the people who take care of you initially when you're younger or whatever it is like um, we're kind of expected to be grateful and I think that that makes sense only to a certain point where it's like the same way we expect a, a, a man to be strong it's mm -hmm. like sure we all are kind of born with natural abilities but if we're really gonna dive into like the upper echelon of that stuff or that practice like it takes cultivation it takes effort to build that stuff and like it's kind of a liberating realization to recognize that like you I, I shouldn't be able to just like bench press you know 300 pounds off the cuff like and in the same way certain perspectives with gratitude like it takes time to really nurture that within yourself and cultivate it and that's liberating because that takes time and that it takes effort and I think so often we're always concerned about like the now or just you know what we have you know our abilities or capacities for certain things immediately of like oh how am I not just grateful all the time like why am I, am I such a terrible person for feeling that way or yeah. just like um, you know I think especially in that parental sense like it's kind of a negative association for me especially growing up of like being told I wasn't grateful even though I was or you know um, the expectation of gratitude without like you know being a kid like you're not able to really nurture or cultivate or yeah. <laughs> you know have the self-awareness to like really practice that because I think it is a muscle like I love that you described it that way because I think it does take time I think it takes time to get to the place where you're actively cultivating it and like practicing it and something that I've already expressed to you like um, it's just I've gotten to the point where I just have a gratitude journal like every day I write down three things that I'm grateful for and it seems trivial but I'm already seeing that like 
evolve and take a stronger route in my life where it's like altering my perspective and I almost see that like intangible muscle of gratitude becoming stronger because it's that like you know reps in the gym or just that consistency over time like I'm recognizing that um, I'm, I'm building it more and again I think it serves to that broader perspective so I don't want to just keep rambling because I have so much to say about this topic but like um, this topic is like the core of who I am as a human being like it really is it's the center of my perspectives it's what I try to reach for like constantly um, I, I have so many things that I'm excited to just express or explore or just throw out there. So like, yeah, forgive I me love... if I'm just like <laughs> talking too much in a continuous stream of thoughts. So. I feel like that's the best way to have these conversations <laughs> though, is put it all on the table. I love the concept of uh, like the levels of gratitude or maybe yeah. the matureness to it that you're experiencing. I love you point out there's the obligatory gratitude almost <laughs> yeah. that like yeah. you're expected of you know, maybe some of us have heard our parents say like, ah, oh, you don't seem grateful for this or you know, right. something like that. And so I think there's that weird obligatory gratefulness that we would all say we're, we're grateful from where we've come from or maybe, yeah. you know, how we got to here. But there is that, I hesitate to create a hierarchy and say next level, but I sure. do think there is that up-leveled maturity of gratitude where you're, you're seeking it out almost. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's so interesting of pointing out the fact that I don't know anyone in my life who trained me in that it's something I've had to, <laughs> yeah. to self-discover yeah and I think it's so interesting how early in life like gratefulness and gratitude for what <laughs> brought you here is so important yep. and now I'm you know in a second chapter of my life where no one's teaching me this really helpful totally. tool and totally. I just love that perspective I'm curious of what do you think is maybe the what is the step that takes you from that obligatory gratitude to that next level like what do you think is that conscious step you can start yeah. making that obligation a, a happy habit in a way of life like you've said and becoming yeah. your core I think um, I think step one is you know kind of the classic which is recognizing that you have to do that work on your own it's not something that naturally will emanate from everyone and again I think that could like serve to really liberate some people because I think that there's a lot of guilt for not naturally always feeling grateful or experiencing hardship and not being able to see the silver lining or whatever like um i think recognizing that again in the same way that we're not really as kids you know we'll bring it back to that like as far as physical fitness we're not really told exactly how like we're not given all these great you know pieces of information and steps and guides on like how to help have a healthy diet or have an exercise routine like there's those kind of just broad, simple kind of foundational things that you're talking about, like eat your vegetables or go outside. Like it's very simple, but when you have the maturity and you know knowledge as an adult to take that to the next level, it does take like doing research and like measuring yourself as far as like being aware of how you feel about the circumstances in your life, like practicing counting your blessings. Like it, it really does take that first step of just like, okay, <laughs> I need to recognize that this is something that won't just naturally happen like human beings are honestly really terrible at that like we only look at outcomes and we don't look at the effort required to get to those more mindful perspectives like it does take the daily repetition it does take the small simple consistent steps like it's not going to happen overnight so you have to recognize that your journey is going to start slowly <laughs> it's going to have to start like with that consistency because otherwise like 
you know, you and I, after this conversation, aren't going to wake up as just these like monks the next day and instantly have perfect gratitude at this like Zen like level. It's just not going to happen. Like it, it's a journey, it's a path and like it takes time. So uh, recognizing that it takes time, recognizing that you even have to walk down that path and take effort. Like those are the initial steps. I feel like where you have to start there and be very patient with yourself and lose some of that guilt that comes with, like you said, kind of those like childhood kind of expectancies of just like, oh, here's the base level of gratitude that you need to have. And like, recognize that you have to build it, you have to cultivate it, you're not instantly going to be the Zen monk, like it takes time. Uh, I want to touch a bit. I love the gratitude journal. I feel like yeah. that's something that pops up a lot as you're reading about it. And mm -hmm. it comes in a lot of shapes and a lot of forms. I have never developed that habit in a continuous <laughs> sense. So right. I'll, I'll slack a lot, but I have, yeah. you know, a few weeks at a time, a few days at a time, yep. depending on how well I'm managing it. I've also gratitude journaled. Yep. And something I think is funny, and I was curious if you saw similar is, you know, let's say it's three things. The first day I'm grateful for, like, you know, <laughs> my wife, my dog, and my house. Right. Yeah. And then the next day I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for my parents. And like you slowly go down <laughs> right. this list and something I found fascinating about gratitude journaling like that is when yeah. you have to come up with something each day. Yeah. Yes, at first it is this like you're searching for it and you're kind of you do have to come up with something. Totally. But the longer I did it, the easier it became and the smaller an item could be to right. bring me gratitude. Right. You know, one day I was... Yeah. One day it was going from, you know, the existence of my partner and the next morning it's like, ooh, hot coffee. And it's like <laughs> I was equally grateful and those things yep. equally stimulated gratitude in my yep. heart. But something I was consciously aware of after the fact is that I don't know that I would have been grateful for hot coffee on day one. Exactly. And that's the funny exactly. thing is that as you, uh, I think like gratitude perpetuates gratitude. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. if you've seen similar like in your journaling, <laughs> do you feel like you've gotten a little more minute? How has that journaling like propagated or even created gratitude for you i this is a perfect question and also it's just like a perfect exemplification of just like the joy of being on a similar wavelength with another human being because what you're expressing is exactly my experience like i you know um i've done it off and on you know through different periods of my life but this year you know it's been the most consistent and uh, this time around, I gave myself the freedom to not try to go with like the biggest to the smallest, but it's still happening naturally where it's easier to recognize the more broad and obvious like significant things. But really, I think like um, ironically or, you know, whatever use of that word is correct, like um, I think there's almost more beauty in the simple things because I think you can only see those simple things once you've kind of like I, I kind of use this metaphor like thought of like gratitude vision almost like it's kind of this superpower ability that you're like cultivating because I don't think with like very weak gratitude vision you're able to see at this like macro level like or even the micro um, you know <laughs> you're not able to see the hot coffee as something as yeah. valuable. You can only see the big and broad and the things that you think are, you know, uh, the most important. And like, obviously, those bigger significant things are and they like are kind of the wellsprings of gratitude. Like they're so significant. But I've found so much joy in just like zooming in constantly, like something I uh, wrote down in my notes is just like kind of expressing the um, the thought or the realization that I've had, which is like 
being curious about life and also just like zooming into the details of life is such like it's such a beautiful place to arrive at when you've really started to exercise this gratitude muscle because you start to realize that there are so many things around you that you previously weren't recognizing as sources of gratitude or things that you're like oh you, you take it for granted you know that's the simple way to put it but i don't hold any guilt for that because again you know i wasn't i was too weak to lift those weights at that point in my life you know i i can only see the obvious things and i've thought of like <laughs> uh you spoke about your partner so i'll speak about mine like um you can even do it with the broader sources of gratitude of like there's so many things that I'm so grateful about my partner Aiden about like just so many amazing things but just recently because of that like exercise of just listing things out and really having to start to search for a little bit more of like uh, the specific or the details or the things that you kind of need a magnifying glass for like um, something that I appreciate about Aiden is just like hearing her footsteps in the house and <laughs> there are so many amazing things that I could list out about who she is and why I love her and like all this amazing stuff. But like when you're in kind of these higher perspectives, like not to, you know, toot my own horn or whatever, like when you've kind of started to exercise this part of your brain and part of your perspective, you start to really gain and deepen like your gratitude vision. You like see so much beauty and just like hearing her presence in the home is so magical to me because like without that person present in my environment there would just be silence mm -hmm. and nobody would affect my you know <laughs> environment or you know move something when i'm looking for it or you're like where the hell is you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> like you just even that you find joy in of just like there is a human being who i'm head over heels crazy in love with that is like affecting the world around me in these small ways and like i love appreciating the massive you know amazing things about her but I also adore the days where I can just like be working in my office and I just hear her just in the kitchen or just hear her playing with her dog or whatever and like those things become such an amazing source of gratitude for me and to kind of circle back around to the initial question like you will find that like in a really encouraging sense like if you stay consistent if you kind of um, you know, maybe it's helpful for people to start with the more obvious categories and just kind of work their way down. But like, give yourself the freedom to start like day one and just be like, I'm thankful that I got a good night's rest last night because I'm struggling to sleep or just like, whatever it is, there's so many potential paths for gratitude. And um, I don't know, just give yourself the freedom to like, not have to worry about, um, you know, speaking for myself, like, picking out only the, the massive significant ones because I think recognizing the small ones is actually where there's like even more joy and just like the simplicity of all of it. Yeah, that's so true. I love the <laughs> smile on your face that you have when talking about it too because I feel like it makes it true. Right. I think that's something that's so fascinating is that to go on with our, our superpower of gratitude <laughs> vision, I love that. Um, it starts to reshape how you think about specific things. I, I wish I would have written down the author, but I was just looking through some poetry about gratitude. And yeah. one was talking about how like, I'm grateful for the heating bill because it meant I stayed warm. Yeah. And things like yeah. that where, you know, you used to, you could have been very frustrated about a bill that <laughs> came through or, you know, maybe you were quietly trying to record something like you were frustrated right. about the footsteps, but it's like, you could also look back on those 
time and time again and love those footsteps and, and love those things that used to frustrate you, but now they're like a beautiful little color and a yeah. little lens of your life. So I love yeah. that, that gratitude lens. <laughs> um, before we get off the, the gratitude journal, what does it look like for you? Are you a paper person? Are you a... I do, do you it write it down digitally. Digitally, yeah. yeah. And I like that just because um, having it as this continuous, like I can scroll infinitely over the days that I've uh, done it has been like, I mean, I could, uh, I don't know how long you want this recording to be, but like there's just so much to be said about just like being able to reflect on the things that you've already documented or expressed as a source of gratitude because like um, there are days where it's way harder <laughs> to yeah. be grateful for your circumstances or it's way harder to be in these like more mindful kind of zen like you know um ideals of yourself like but being able to look back and like oh on you know this date i was thinking about how grateful i am for just the simple things or i was expressing how grateful i was for a really significant positive thing that like somehow I've forgotten in this moment that like was just a week ago that I was so happy <laughs> that was present in my life. And I think, um, you know, to each their own, obviously, as far as format, but being able to have all of those as just in a perfect archive, um, you know, and I'm able to make a backup of it, like that's really gratifying to me, just being able to like look to my gratitude list as a source of gratitude, like in a meta way, I wrote down, I'm like, I'm grateful I started this list. Like, yeah, that's it's, a great one. you know, it's served me so well already of like so many different things and keeping so many important things in the center of my um, perspective of just like, you can forget so quickly the things that brought you joy. And um, it ties into a point I want to make later, but it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, I'd love to dig into that a second of what what is gratitude's nemesis what is its opposite you know why <laughs> right. why is it that some days you do wake up and it feels as though it is you know flooding out i could sit and yeah. list 50 things as i sit yeah. on my porch but then other days i'm i'm almost pissed at the thought of gratitude journaling i don't know right <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm mad you... that i'm alive or i exist and you yeah know, like everything that... for just my existence yes yeah. the exact things you were happy about the day before and now pissing you off. <laughs> right. You're, like, you're frustrated about the dog. Those yeah. damn footsteps. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious of like, walking all is, over the place. What is gratitude's opposite? What is its nemesis you feel like that, that eats away at that? It's so tricky. Like, um, it, it's a perfect, you know, it's, everything I want to say starts with just like a word or a concept and goes into like just so many different paths of like realizations that you can have about this topic. But um, I think that a lack of gratitude um, very frequently comes from, you know, your circumstances. Like you may be going through a difficult time and, but perspective is always kind of, I don't know, the delicate balance of like, if you put your hardships in perspective of other people's hardships or hardships that even you as an individual have previously experienced, there's an encouragement to be found within that. But like, um, I'm in a state of existence, truthfully, where I've just learned to be incredibly patient with myself and forgive myself for not being a perfect person all the time. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's a real change of pace for me, truthfully, because uh, I've held myself to a lot of high standards in different categories. But like finding uh, peace with the fact that like um, it takes a level of self-awareness to, you know, have this thought maybe in the moment and maybe you won't find it. But like the day after you can uh, have it. But like. In the days or in the moments where I'm not 
feeling very grateful or I'm experiencing pain of my hardships, I give myself the day off in a sense of like, I'm incredibly grateful for so many different things like on a consistent basis. And I'm allowed to struggle. I'm allowed to have days where I'm down or my perspectives aren't that great because I think there's a negative tendency within this category to expect that you constantly have this in the forefront of your mind, that you constantly are perfect, that you are that monk who's just super zen and is always grateful for every, you know, blessing and like, um, maybe this will help somebody, but like you, it's not possible for you to every day take account for every singular blessing that you've experienced in life. It's not like, I wish it was some days, like it'd be really cool just to see that list, but like, you know, think of the past, think of the things you can even be grateful for that you know are headed your way in the future, you know, the present, like there's an infinite list of things that you could be grateful for every single solitary day, but it's not always possible to have all those right in front of your heart every single day. So like, be patient with yourself and just like, you know, let go of that need to control like even your own you know perspectives or mind of like oh i have to be super thankful and i have to be grateful because i think that's like for me i have negative associations with that and like a parental sense of like oh like the moment you're ungrateful for something you are you know you've messed up in this like really cataclysmic like terrible way and i think that's unfair to do to yourself because we're flawed human beings and we're not perfect and i would love to be perfect in some ways but like I don't know just give yourself that space to recognize that gratitude is an imperfect practice and process and like you know i'm always taking so many of the things that i'm trying to cultivate in my life back to kind of the physical or like that fitness analogy or metaphor because i think it's such a clear way to like put things in its proper context but you know if i'm going to the gym <laughs> seven days a week and i miss one day am i all of a sudden not physically fit am i not a healthy person like am i instantly just you know riddled with heart disease and obesity or whatever it's like no like i'm still on those other days where i'm at my ideal i'm doing great that doesn't go away just because i messed up once and that doesn't go away just because i wasn't in this like perfect state of existence with my ideals like I don't know. That's just where I'm at with a lot of that stuff. So I think that's such an important perspective to have is that uh, that leeway with yourself a little bit. Yeah. That give and that understanding <laughs> that two things that came to my mind as you were talking about that is one is our negativity bias. Yeah. Um, and what that looks like is that we are more apt to remember the negative things yeah. than the positive things. They some you know say that a negative thought carries 10 times the weight of yeah. a positive thought and so one is like that gratitude is counterbalancing that negativity bias which i love yeah and the second piece is something you and i shared early uh yeah. as we were getting uh, to become roommates ages ago <laughs> is uh we talked about the importance of understanding that when you stumble it's unlikely that you'll fall all the way down the hill right like how you said like you know yeah. just because i miss one day at the gym or i feel a little under the weather yeah. rest days one are important but totally. also two is like understanding that like you can stumble and stand up the next day you don't have to reset yeah i love that that's a a perspective i think i have to remind myself of a lot is the totally. fact that just because you 
don't gratitude journal today, or maybe you could only come up with two things. Like, right, and maybe they're not great. Great, yeah. <laughs> maybe they're not that inspiring. Where you're like, wow, that's really what I wrote down today. Yeah, but like, but I think it's funny because in uh, in the long term, you know, you were earlier talking about the importance of understanding the long term effects of this. Is that that one day off can tomorrow be something you're really grateful for? Definitely. And it's just like maybe I'm looking too much for the silver linings, <laughs> but I think it's so important to point that out. Is like it is a muscle that has continued to work, and I totally. I think that's such a helpful analogy of that, and then the superpower of uh, gratitude vision. <laughs> Straight up, one hundred percent. I love that. So we talked about gratitude journaling. We talked about just the importance of doing it over time. So I'm curious of just maybe a general question about how. How do you feel like it impacts you for the better? What is yep. like the measurable, the measurable change that you see? Because yep. obviously there's the measured change in I'm writing down things that I'm grateful for. But right. I'm curious of like how has that maybe taken itself off the page a little bit? Yeah, I mean, um, it's dramatically affected the way I view the world around me. Um, it's something I, again I, I like putting it in that way of like gratitude vision, almost as this like superpower that's like within everyone that they haven't you know turned on or it's like an, a dormant ability because i'm able to like um kind of gets into the abstract sometimes if you like zoom in too much but like um i'm able to break down the environment around me or my circumstances or the lives around me or just the people in my life at this amazing level where i'm just I'm almost overwhelmed by like even just the small ability that I've started to cultivate in this area because it affects like your literal vision in a way, like in a, in a tangible sense and in an abstract sense. Like, um, you know, I, an example I kind of wrote down that I just wanted to like throw out there is my perspective on just like the ability to perceive color in mm -hmm. my environment is amazing. Like it's just something that I, you know took for granted or just was this automatic background assumption within my mind but like you say I'm this able... as i have you in a room with all the walls <laughs> painted black i'm so right. sorry <laughs> but if anything you know uh i can always uh you know say that like that gives more contrast to the things that do have color within yeah. the room so there's always that <laughs> you know counterbalance perspective but like genuinely like um it's it's crazy when you really start to even just on a shallow end, like, uh, you don't have to be this perfect, again, keep saying it, zen-like person, but it does change your perspective. It changes, like, um, it may not always change your circumstance, but, like, I don't think that that's necessarily what gratitude's about. It's about appreciating what is versus, you know, uh, what you want to be different. Like, that's not, it's about what, you know, you have. <laughs> but, like, you know, in that tangible sense, like I look around my environment and I'm just so thankful for my senses. I'm so thankful for my ability to perceive the world and my ability to take in all this information and stimuli and break down my environment into just all of these like amazing things where like I almost wanted to encourage us as an exercise of like, you know, um, the objects in this room, like establishing like curiosity about your environment or the world around you i think is a, a very significant pathway towards gratitude because we've just in this modern age you know we take so much for granted that is around us or it's just this automatic assumption of like of course that exists or of course it's that color or of course it's designed this way and i'm kind of slowing down my life and kind of looking at these more 
simplistic perspectives where like as you and I look around this room we can find different colors we could find different objects we could find different inventions art you know uh, all these different things materials textures that we can like appreciate on their own like just our ability to you and I share similar uh, senses in the sense that you and I agree that you know that uh, Game Boy is this reddish kind of orange color mm -hmm. you and I still kind of perceive it differently but since we're you know similar species we see kind of the same color but there are some creatures that have like way more channels of color than we do and it's just interesting that like you know this gets into just this gratitude kind of perspective but like uh, from an artistic point of view like the fact that human beings kind of agree on like what on average looks aesthetically pleasing in certain instances or like we have a consensus because we all share these like things like three channels of color red red uh Red, blue, green? Right, yeah. Uh, red, blue, yellow. Yeah, or no, I think it's RBG, right? Maybe. I can't remember. Anyways, but I know that like, um, you know, mantis shrimp have like 12 channels or something yeah. like that. And that's a whole other rant because like they can't actually like distinguish those colors. They just have the ability to perceive them, but they're not really using that because they're just stupid little so shrimp. shrimp. But like just the fact that, you know, art exists and paintings exist where we can appreciate color and design and aesthetics and mood and it can generate an emotional response within us or even not like you and I could look at the same painting and not really have the same perspective on yeah. it but the fact that you and I each have that opportunity based on the senses and the physical sense that we possess is amazing and um, yeah it's it's shifted the way I look at everything like I just I can slow down <laughs> and use that gratitude vision to just dissect the most commonplace object and just like, you know, down to the texture, down to the material, down to when it was invented or, you know, down to the fact that I appreciate the color and the fact that someone else might not like that color. Like it, it infinitely and infinitely expands. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, I love what you said of cultivating curiosity can like beget gratitude that's really fascinating i have a uh, a quote or a written text here there was a page or a study done by passmore and odes that mm -hmm. says it says uh writes that as expectations have changed gratitude has diminished in western society yeah possessions and health are expectations for many individuals <laughs> rather than considering them a personal blessing yeah that should be appreciated Here's a quote from the paper. It says, gratitude for many has been replaced by disappointment, anger, and resentment when these expected blessings either do not appear or altogether disappear. I'm curious just in thinking of that of, it says, you know, it has been replaced by disappointment, anger, and resentment. And I'm just curious of what maybe is the counterbalance to that. <laughs> I think that I, I do see that the older I get. I yep. do see the fact that these, these things that, I am curious about of like why do they build this house this shape on this yeah. hill those yeah. little things that I can become so grateful for could easily be replaced by disappointment anger and resentment so I'm just yeah. curious of what are your what's your take on that quote and like do you feel like you've seen that 100% and um, something I wrote down uh, to kind of speak on that I really think is a big part of this discussion that um, you know people are aware of but there's a difference between being aware of an issue or a tendency in society versus like actually doing something about it or you know avoiding it in your own personal life but 
I think that, <laughs> and this won't surprise you, um, you know, social media and modern technology and modern day comforts, especially in a more developed society, like it serves to take away those simplistic perspectives and it serves to make us focus on other people's lives than our own. Like there are so many like different pathways we could go with that thought of recognizing that there is a tendency for um, us to kind of look at other people's blessings and that turns into not gratitude for their sake. Like we could easily say, oh, I'm so thankful that this blessing is present in your life. But instead, we're so quick to train ourselves to turn that towards ourselves and like, oh, well, that's lacking in my life hmm. <laughs> instead of recognizing like you should be grateful that that exists in someone else's life. And, you know, especially if you love and care about that person, like it's it's crazy. Just our human tendency, like it goes beyond just social media and technology, like it's been a part of us since our you know origin and since the beginnings of modern day society, like we have a tendency to be envious or jealous and you know look at people's excess as our lack like it's just uh how we function but i think we're just um you know not the the best equipped like at a dna level to um you know naturally fight that like our our instinct is kind of to be envious our instinct is to kind of be jealous and um we again focus on outcomes versus you know the journey of effort that it took to realize that blessing in someone else's life like it's so easy to look at the things that people have but not think of what it took to get there or just being happy for them in <laughs> a simple way of yeah. like um i don't know like i i think our um you know it's it's a nuanced thing to unpack and all this is nuanced but like um our generation especially from like pretty much like millennial forward uh, or on it's kind of been accused by previous generations as being ungrateful yeah and it's this nuanced thing because like as far as like at an economic level like yes there's like less upward mobility and there's less like um you know i don't know there, there, there's a lot there obviously where it's like older generations definitely had it better and easier in so many areas but if you look at our excessive use of you know all these modern days modern day inventions and excessive use of social media they're right <laughs> in a lot of ways like whether we want to admit it or not and unpack that nuance like and recognize that they're wrong about some areas and right about some like it makes sense to me that they see us as ungrateful because our lives are so accelerated that we're always looking for these big highs or these like massive like stimulating moments in our lives like happiness can't come from the simple things it has to come from the crazy the absurd the extreme like that's the direction that you know we've always been trending in as a human race like it's just a part of it so you know it's a lot harder to um <laughs> this is such an absurd example but it's a lot harder to be like man like a good cup of coffee is great when like you see someone who's you know uh, coked up on a roller coaster, you know, that's playing their favorite song or something, yeah. you know, it's like, wow, like life is so extreme. So it's just, you know, fighting that natural tendency to just like only be made happy or grateful when you experience something extreme or significant. Like that's something you have to fight. And it really does come down to that Zen like perspective where you are looking at the simple things and you're not looking for just your next 
quick fix and like, you know, it's a very, very long point in conversation, but social media and modern day convenience and comforts have taken away our ability uh, to more easily reach those perspectives. Like it's way harder to just have a simple appreciation for the simple things in your life when you have a magic portal <laughs> into the lives of every human being on this planet. Yeah. Like it's absurd to, you know, it's, it's a daunting task sometimes to embrace the simplicity when you can see someone's life that is just like objectively, you know, people would say is better than yours. <laughs> like that in itself is, you know, a difficult pill to swallow sometimes, but it's just like getting back to those simpler things. You, you recognize just like, man, how blessed we are. Like it, it kind of blends into another thing that I wanted to bring up and I'm sorry for just like no, flowing right or whatever, on. but, um, we lack so much perspective, so much perspective, especially in Western civilization, especially in well-developed areas where there's lots of money, resources, opportunity, whatever. Like people don't like to venture into this category sometimes or this topic or area of discussion within gratitude because it feels like the classic like eat your vegetables because they're starving kids in Africa type thing. But like genuinely, we do lack perspective and we do lack an understanding of the excess that is in our lives and the just amusements that are at our fingertips and just like the you know colossal amount of just like food and clean water or whatever like um it's crazy it's crazy i think gratitude is nurtured by keeping those perspectives in check sometimes like i you know I don't want to always go to like the upper levels of that because it's just kind of miserable to think about, you know, the people who have don't have the things that I have or are suffering or whatever. But like you do have to keep that present in your mind and in your heart because, you know, that cup of coffee that we keep alluding to is like crazy amazing when you think of people who have never even tasted something like that or don't have a home to enjoy that in, you know, and the peace and quiet and you know, they're not, their lives aren't, uh, or your life isn't torn by like war or disease or, you know, all these different circumstances or tribulations, like it's crazy. And <laughs> something I wrote down that's kind of like dipping into the more serious aspect of some of this stuff. And like, it's a real wake up call because again, people don't like to look at the world this way because it makes them upset or makes them feel like they're ungrateful. But like, from a perspective, like global point of view, like you kind of are ungrateful if you're not measuring your life against the lives of others who have so much less and still are probably happier than you. Like, it's just crazy. So yes, that's so true. <laughs> I sometimes think the less you have, it actually creates more gratefulness in you. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> such an interest. Um, you might have that in your notes as well, yeah, which I love. Like, and I think it's, there's a few points that pop up to me is the one that you said is the excess of others can create dissatisfaction in ourselves. Yeah. So I think that's one lens and the others of like, well, stepping to, if I just look at a strictly survival instinct, yeah. seeing someone with more than me mm -hmm. means that they might have a more likelihood to survive. So right. now I want that. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. so interesting. You're almost throwing a wrench in your instinct <laughs> yeah by yeah 
perpetuating this gratitude that we're talking about. 100%. And so I think that that's the type of thing that it is hard to do. Yeah. Because you're, you're rewriting you're fighting your the protocols. <laughs> yeah, you're rewriting these parameters that you have and these instincts that are set in place. And so I think that it can be super tough. It can be incredibly hard to do. And touching very lightly on something we could create an entirely other episode out of for sure yeah. is the use of social media. I think yeah. that it has played into, one, it has played into our negativity bias. It yep. causes us to react and want to talk about the negative things more than anything. It's mm -hmm. polarized us into environments that agree with one another and yep. just subjugate and outcast these other <laughs> out groups, essentially, who maybe disagree on the smallest nuance. And so yep. I think it has been really crazy that we've maybe grown and progressed too fast for our gratitude to keep up with. And I think yeah. that's so crazy. One of the points that has stuck out to me as just like a core memory is ages ago when I was first getting into Reddit, someone posted uh, something to the degree in an ask Reddit that was like, you know, what is the U.S. not aware of that yeah. they should be aware of? Yeah. And those will mess I, you up, man. <laughs> yes, I, I could, I couldn't tell you anything on that post except one piece of text, and it has stuck with me so much. And it says the U.S. has so much clean water that they shit in it. Yeah, and yeah. that alone is sometimes if I'm just feeling a little too like <laughs> pent up and I got my panties in a wad, I guess <laughs> I will genuinely just think about that statement. Yeah, and it has stuck with me so much. Of I could. You and I both have water beside us right now. Yep. It's clean. You drink it. I give it to my dog every day. I, yeah. I can get up and get as much as you'd probably be able to contain. <laughs> like we have right. a sink that gives us that. And so I think that, yes, it can feel so rudimentary to say, like, well, you should be grateful for that. Yeah. And I think it can it can make us defensive of like, well, I should have this. Like, shouldn't I have water? Right. It's like everyone well, else no, does. Like, no, no, they, they don't. don't, actually. And so yeah, I think that is true. It's like the the environments where you see people with less and less impoverished environments or by choice, yep. these people have less. The act of minimalism and so forth, you know, in a yep. Western culture or otherwise, I think that in those environments, you can start to see like, oh my God, they are so grateful for just yep. smiling yep. and eating a meal together. Yeah. And I, I agree with you of like this magical portal of a device that shows you the whole world yep. can make it really hard to then maybe like mode shift and yeah. have to just think about your life yeah. and I yeah. have just scrolled through you know someone who's saving the Amazon someone who raised 10k <laughs> for this thing someone who's doing like the best trip abroad for this entire summer just because they're you know feeling tired at work and maybe yeah. I can't do any of those things yeah it's easier for me to be negative and to think about well what do I not have because my little survival brain thinks that these people are are more well off yep and yep. so I think that's been really interesting and helpful for me to realize is like one i'm not a user of social media and it's been right. helpful for me but two of just like where do i draw my attention because where i totally. draw my attention really does set the tone for how i'm walking through everyday life yeah where i draw yeah. my attention sets my uh my my gut reactions to things yep and like you said that hot cup of coffee i can take <laughs> a sip and i can be frustrated that it was too hot and like maybe maybe they didn't get it too uh they didn't cool it off enough for me or i can be really grateful that i have the ability to feel pain yeah and i think it's yeah. so maybe that's a wild perspective to hold but no, I, I, think I have some some pretty abstract like perspectives on gratitude that we yeah. can maybe get to it like towards the end or just no, whatever anytime like... it fits uh, <laughs> i wanted to read one interesting piece that i liked yeah um 
one that you said that I loved was saying that like feeling grateful for something that someone else has almost makes you feel like you have it yourself. And yeah. I love that it plays to the yeah. first quote that I have from Voltaire that says, appreciation is a wonderful thing. It makes what is excellent in others belong to us. Yeah. And I love that unity mindset that it has. There's one here. There's a, uh, a paper, another paper done by Wong et al. And it, uh, this one's interesting. I loved it. And this is when I was talking about what you focus on decides and this can maybe kick off our how <laughs> abstract gratefulness can become because yeah. it says a study conducted on individuals seeking mental health guidance revealed that participants of the group who wrote letters of gratitude so they had these people write letters of gratitude right. outside of their normal counseling sessions felt better and recovered sooner <laughs> this was in 2018 there's a second group in the study where they were asked to specifically do extra journaling about their negative experiences instead right. of gratitude. And these people reported feeling higher anxiety and depression and taking longer to recover as a whole. Yeah. And so it's so fascinating of, you know, there's endless amounts of ways that gratitude affects our, our brain chemistry, yeah. our outlook, our perspective, our psychology, even our health. Yeah. And so I'm just curious of maybe <laughs> slowly creep up to the the nuance of it but just kind of setting that ship into the water of like right how do you feel about that you feel healthier <laughs> you look stronger <laughs> i feel great like um you know in a practical sense like maybe it's harder to measure you know um the effects of you know the health effects or like the longevity sense of like oh if i continue down this path like i'm gonna live longer feel better like you know that's a little bit harder to measure but like I can say for myself like I you know uh, and I've said this in so many ways already like I can derive pleasure from the most obscure resources now I can look at just the simplest thing and dissect it and zoom into it and you know nourish that curiosity to figure out you know uh, more about that thing or whatever like um, it's crazy like it's affected um, it, it, it kind of affects like your threshold for happiness or like what what do you allow to make you happy? Like if you, you know, again, need that roller coaster and <laughs> those hard drugs or whatever, like you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. Or if you constantly spend your time looking at the lives of celebrities or, you know, the multimillionaires, billionaires, whatever, like you're going to be miserable because those just aren't realistic, you know, uh, outcomes for so many of us. And like, you know, I don't want that for my own life in many ways, but it's just like, um, I don't know, boiling things down to that simple perspective, like it allows you to um, just absorb gratitude from the most strange things, the most abstract things. Like um, uh, this is a recent one that's just like so specific and not really like that interesting on the surface, maybe to others, but like um, it's something I learned recently and uh, I wanted to share it with you because I think that you'd be like, oh, like, that's kind of interesting. So let me just find my notes real quick. Mm -hmm. um, like, to give some foundation to this, like, my exercise, my daily exercise, that is that gratitude vision that I kind of, like, turn on or off, like, at will. Because I'm not always living like that. Like, I think that's an important thing to say as well, is I'm not constantly full-blown just, like, dissecting everything around me. Because that's a difficult way to live, and it's not a sustainable way to live. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't walk into a room... And just pick apart every single thing but i can turn that on when i need to and when i should and when it when i should like readjust my perspective to gain some happiness but because i've been doing that 
recently I had some ramen soda, which is the marble soda, you know, if you're aware of it. And I like thought to myself, I'm like, okay, you know, this is an object that I've interacted with countless times. I know nothing about its origins. I literally just see it. It's a peculiar design. It's kind of a novelty. It's nice. Lots of people enjoy it, whatever. But I've never taken the time to like dissect like, where did that come from? Or like, what's the origin of it? And I'm surprised to say like, I always associate it with Japanese culture or whatever, because it's very prevalent there. It's it, it Indian, was, right? No, it's, it, it's uh, prominent there, mm -hmm. but it was originally invented uh, or designed in 1872 <laughs> by a guy in London. And it's an English thing. Really? But it's just, uh, I don't know, you know, the exact history of like how it spread to different countries and stayed there. But I do know that I wouldn't have thought this, but it's actually very like cost efficient to manufacture. So you'll see it in places like India or Asia because it's not difficult to produce. Like it, it's pretty simple. And <laughs> it, it, a funny thing was like, um, it was designed because originally bottles used corks, but with soda transporting them, you know, obviously those corks are going to pop or whatever, which is where the name soda pop soda comes pop. from. I didn't realize I'm that, learning so it, much. Right? I love it. <laughs> but it's just, you know, as simple and as a, a name that may seem to someone on the outside, that like br genuinely like brought joy to my life to just understand something around me that I was taking for granted or just like never gave a damn about or just, you know, never thought of just like, oh, it's soda. It's good. There's a little marble, whatever. But now it's like, I know that this is actually a really old invention. I know that's an English invention. It's not Asian. Multiple and I know hundreds that. Hundreds of years old. <laughs> right. I know all these things now. And like, I can't always, you know, perfectly keep those things in my mind where, you know, there may be days where I drink that soda and I don't, you know, care about those things because I'm just like in my own head thinking about something else. But the days where I now look at that bottle and I crack up because I, you know, spent the time, have that curiosity to establish something to be interested in or experience gratefulness of like, well, I'm really glad that that person designed that because I've derived a lot of joy from it. So like yes. I can do that with anything in this room, with any concept, like I can find something to appreciate and the ability to kind of tie a bow on all that randomness is that like the ability to find those things serves you very well for finding like the ability to find joy in your life because you're training yourself to dissect things you're training yourself to look at the small things as well as the big things because there are huge things that we should be grateful for there are also little things that we just like yeah it's an automatic like of course someone designed that for me you know it's just it's so absurd i think that's so fascinating of the, the curiosity tying into gratitude somehow yeah i i don't know causation correlation but <laughs> I do see a direct connection. I'm someone who, you know, just loves to sit and research. Yeah. Uh, Andy, my wife has said my only hobby is researching. I don't have <laughs> any other hobbies actually. <laughs> right. So I agree with that, of that that small curiosity. It's something I've had as a kid. Of It's something yeah. uh, just before we sat down to record, I showed you that we've been raising caterpillars. And right. It's like <laughs> turning these caterpillars into butterflies, this small thing of that probably objectively kind of feels like something you would do in kindergarten. Right. And, but I want to go back to that. I want to be <laughs> yeah. like the kids. I want to be a yep. child and a, a childlike mindset. And I think yep. a, a piece of that is is curiosity. Yep. And I think that I agree with you of just the small things that 
I'm not big enough brain to know the purpose of why I'm here. <laughs> right. But I can absolutely quiet myself in a moment yep. and look at something and just start to derive infinite detail from it. You know, yep. draw back to the, the glass of water that we talked about. It's like the way that light hits it, the way that yep. like if you put your finger into it, it'll look displaced from yep. the outside. Little the things like that. Or that just, yeah. Yes. Right? Like all these little details that are too easily looked over <laughs> have started recently to really create gratitude in my heart and yep. something that I was going to tell you a story that uh, maybe feels silly but <laughs> I've been really focusing on this gratitude thing as we've been talking yep. about and specifically that poem stuck out to me that was you know I'm happy for my bills because it means yeah. I had a place to live I'm oh yeah before you know the grocery bill because I had food like these things that it, it does shape a negative experience into a positive one 100 one is i was at the dentist <laughs> took too <laughs> always long always fun yeah <laughs> took too long of a break before i visited them and right i had a few cavities i was getting filled yeah and i was sitting there as they were working on them yeah and it was objectively painful and they're you know <laughs> grinding at my teeth <laughs> like they're not gentle <laughs> they'll go unnamed but they were not a gentle dentist and right I still in the moment i was like actually like i'm grateful for this not yeah. everyone has this care i'm yeah i'm incredibly privilege just to have somebody scrape my teeth out of my head 100%. and I think it's so fascinating as you know we've been talking about a lot of ways but it really does shift your your base way of moving through life and yep. I think it's fascinating I'm curious of do you feel like there's a timeline on that of like I start gratitude journaling today <laughs> I'm curious maybe right. a better question is how long have you been gratitude journaling what has been kind of this it's time been of expectation probably like it, it, it's a difficult question to answer because i think that gratitude has been a part of myself for a long time i'm just sharpening it and maturing it and you know really embracing it so like it's you know different for everyone and like um you know your experience may vary is <laughs> you know the the classic disclaimer but like you know people possess different abilities or just like not everyone is as self-aware of themselves or their environment as I might be, or there might be someone above me in those categories. Like it varies, but I've only been doing specifically like on a consistent basis. I've done it off and on for years and just different moments of like, oh, like counting my blessings and stuff, but probably less than six months, Yeah. <laughs> but not every day, like at all, like whatsoever. Like it's just been something that, um, you know, I'm finding more and more ground with of like, um being more consistent with because again like you could make a whole other episode on this and it's a, an amazing you know thing or an amazing place to be at truthfully but like accepting myself and allowing myself to make those mistakes of the days that i missed like such a liberating feeling because i typically would just beat myself up to the point where i wouldn't continue to attempt yeah you know uh that consistency of like oh you missed one day you broke the streak like you're done it's like if i've done this for a hundred days and I miss one. I've done it 99 times. Like, that's amazing. That's, really <laughs> that's amazing. So um, I think that you'll, you know, your mileage will definitely vary depending on how much this has been a part of your life, how much you've cultivated it in small ways. Like, I don't think anyone is brand new to the concept of gratitude. But, you know, if you have been someone who's struggled with more self-aware perspectives, like, it may take way more time for you to kind of like build this muscle. And um, you mentioned like looking at negative things as like the silver lining. Like um, I love bringing things back to that kind of muscle metaphor because 
I think that it's incredibly hard to find silver linings if your gratitude muscle is weak. And that's like something that you have to forgive yourself for because you may be in a circumstance that is so brutal, so harsh, like no matter where you're at, if you're a blessed person and you're going through a difficult time, you're not a blessed person, you're going through a difficult time, it's still difficult to you, like, you know, respectively. And that's something that like, you should try to acknowledge and try to recognize that, you know, <laughs> if your ability uh, is not very strong in that area, like finding the silver lining of a difficult moment feels almost impossible. But, you know, starting with that simple kind of journaling or just that simple practice of finding the beauty around you, like you'll find that you're able to weather more difficult circumstances because you've kind of built up that ability to like, Look at the glasses half full, which, you know, <laughs> is a whole other thing. Um, talking about, like, abstract or, like, negative, like, I thought of this one, and <laughs> maybe this is, like, you know, uh, I'm not claiming to be an expert, I'm not a perfect person, blah, 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 like, all the things that haven't arrived by any means at that zen level, but, like, this is definitely more towards, like, the zen, like, crazy, like, damn, like, that's, you know, uh, a difficult perspective to place yourself in, like, if I were to die or possibly just get like stricken with like an extreme illness that like puts my life on this timeline, I can still, you know, whether I'm actually able to achieve this during that circumstance is a whole other question. But from a hypothetical outside of it now, I can be grateful because my difficulty can actually cause gratefulness in someone else. They can look at me and go, man, I'm grateful for the time I had with Jacob before he passed. Or, man, I'm grateful that right now I am healthy and I am capable and, you know, um, I have that blessing of health in my life. Like, you're, again, this gets to this, like, not very helpful to most people probably, but, like, abstract perspective where your hardship can actually serve as someone else's gratitude and in a way that can almost make you feel grateful of, like, man, like, I serve as the contrast of reality of like, this is what you could be experiencing. And thankfully you're not. So like, appreciate that with humility. Yes, understanding there's a polarity that you might delve into both sides of. Yeah. And I think that's so crazy. I'll throw another uh, another paper at you that I really enjoyed, <laughs> just a encyclopedia over here of notes. Right, I love it. There was a, a study that shows the hippocampus and amygdala, the two main sites of regulating emotion, memory, and body functions are activated when feeling gratitude. Interesting enough, it says, in studies on gratitude and appreciation, it found that participants who felt gratitude showed marked reduction in levels of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Yeah, yeah. And it says they had better cardiac function and were more resilient to emotional setbacks and negative experiences. So not talking about any of them in specifics, but you're someone who, as I've walked through with life, we've both encountered some negative setbacks we've both encountered you know deaths of loved ones yeah. we've been we've yeah. experienced healthy and unhealthy communities we've experienced very tough and heart-wrenching family circumstances yeah so i'm curious of as you experience gratitude and as you practice this gratitude we've talked about a lot of the personal benefit and we've kind of slowly crept up on the fact that there is community benefit but i'm curious of one what does it look like to be cultivating a mindset of gratitude in other people? Similar to how you just said in your hypothetical, in the second of what do you feel like a community of grateful people would look like 
as opposed to the opposite. Yeah, I mean, uh, for one, you know, everyone would definitely be happier and healthy. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's uh, kind of an obvious uh, joke to make, but that genuinely would be the outcome of people who have more mindfulness, obviously, uh, would be more tenacious or more resilient <clears throat> to uh, the storms of life. And yeah, like, on a personal level, like, um, I think that you're, it, it gets into this really tricky dynamic where you don't want to minimize your experience or minimize the experience of others, um, but you also can recognize that your hardship that you've experienced in the past actually serves you now in the present of if you've learned from those mistakes or you've learned from that pain, or even if you've just experienced pain that wasn't justified, but now you're no longer in that pain and you can feel joy of the fact that that trouble is over, like um, that's a really like difficult line to walk sometimes. And I, you know, can take accountability for my own life because I know like the degrees of pain and, and pleasure that I've experienced. But like when I'm looking back at those hardships or I'm looking back at the things that have just rocked my world or just, you know, on a personal level, you know, the confusion or hardships that I've experienced, like it's it's all and like I think now how I view a lot of the stuff that, you know, I still struggle with or the things that are difficult in my like daily life these days, I view it as like almost pressing pause on it of like, I'm going to get through this. And then, you know, if I'm happy to get through it and, you know, there's the positive outcome, maybe years later, maybe a decade later, I can look back at this moment and draw strength from it. I can look back at the moments where, you know, just five years ago, six years ago, whatever, when I was going through a lot of difficult things and now how it's serving me in the present, it's like, I'm not stuck there anymore. So like, I, I don't know, there, there's so much like encouragement and beauty to be had in those like perspectives where you can set aside the pain that you're experiencing in the moment and recognize that it more than likely is temporary. And if it's not, there's still like a beauty within that that gets a little abstract of like, you serve as the contrast for other people's lives. Like, that's a pretty zen perspective. You don't really want to be the sacrificial lamb, like, for other people. Like, well, at least I'm not that guy. Like, um, that's actually something I wanted to quickly throw in, is, like, there's a real humility that comes in the midst of gratitude. And that's something you also have to recognize when I'm talking about, like, contrasting your life with someone else's. Like, you shouldn't... Um, I'll bring up an example in a moment, but like you shouldn't look at someone else's life that's worse than yours, harder than yours, and have this kind of like, it's obvious to say, but you know, everyone's experienced it, but this kind of haughty, kind of holier than thou of like, well, at least I'm not like Kathy down the street or, you know, she's yeah. so struggling with whatever and just, you know, can't figure it out and I've got all the answers, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, it's so easy to... um Make yourself feel better by others' suffering, if we're, you know, putting it very bluntly. But I think the perspective that I reach for and the ideal that I reach for is this very, very humble humility that it's like, I am so grateful or so thankful for the absence of dysfunction in my life compared to someone else's or the absence of pain in my own life compared to someone else's or the struggles that they face that I don't have to face. It's not this thing where I look at them as less than me. I just like hold so much, you know, it, it's an intangible feeling. It's hard to describe, but like 
so much gratitude and, and humbleness of like, man, I'm so lucky. I'm so fortunate to be who I am, to possess the abilities that I have, even in the, you know, categories that aren't perfect for me. Like, um, I, I <laughs> won't go into that example just yet, but like, there's so many things that like, so many opportunities where it would be so much easier for us to kind of like, get the double positive feeling of like, oh, not only is there a contrast between you and I, but like, I can look down on you because like, I'm better than you because I'm lucky in this area. And it's like, so much of life is just luck and timing and fortune and circumstance. Like so many of the things that I possess in my life, I did not earn. I don't deserve like it. You know, you have to find the balance with it because you don't want to become this like uh, person who just beats yourself up all the time. Where you're like, you're so lucky and you're just terrible because you're so blessed compared to others. Like that's not a helpful perspective, but there really is a real humility to that gratitude in contrast and something i wanted to bring up which is interesting because i just watched this randomly within uh, a week of this conversation where uh it was just randomly recommended to me on youtube but there was this um short little video piece on these people in indonesia who their whole existence is they live in a slum outside i don't know if that's a negative word uh they live in kind of a shanty town whatever like a makeshift dwelling village outside of a literal landfill like mountain of trash and their entire existence is subsisting off of what people throw out and it's like it is the some of the worst conditions you could possibly live in like it's horrific and you see these people who you know their whole way that they provide them for themselves is to eat what other people dispose of and to sell the things that other people throw out. And it's incredibly dangerous. It's like toxic, the environment, like the methane, like all these different things going on. And, you know, these people are being interviewed about their experience or just talking about their daily lives. And they're like smiling <laughs> and cracking jokes and you know, are, are still able to find gratitude. And there's several instances, I don't know exactly what religion these folks in particular practice, but they're thanking whatever God there is for them um, for the fortune that they find and setting out the day of being like, you know, thank you, Lord, for the food that we're going to find today. Or thank you for, you know, they would they would find and sell like bones of like animals. Like it's just the most abstract like craziness that like, you know, in this reality, in this world, or this slice of the world, the United States and Western civilization, we can't even imagine like living that way. And that gets into the humility and that gets into that contrasting where your perspective needs to be corrected sometimes. It needs to be adjusted. Like I can't live that way every single solitary day where I wake up and go, I'm so glad I'm not, you know, digging through trash to live and just barely make it for, you know, my family or whatever. I can't do that every single day, but I definitely should check myself sometimes with humility and go, man, I am so lucky to be where I'm at. And I'm so fortunate to, you know, live the life that I do. And it's just luck. Like it's not this thing that I deserve or earn. And I think that, that those kinds of like exercises where, you know, 
you're contrasting your realities at the extreme. It's so necessary uh, because of social media, because we so frequently um, look at the most extreme, like in a positive sense, the lifestyles of the rich and famous or whatever, but we don't spend an equal amount of time looking at the destitute and the people who are struggling or the people who, you know, live a much harsher, shorter, difficult lifespan than we do. Like, we only want to look at what we could have versus like what we do have. And that's just such a been a powerful realization for me. Like, listening to this guy laugh and smile about the fact that his shoes are like disintegrating and he's wrapping plastic bags around his feet and he's like yeah like there's a couple more holes because i gotta use more plastic and it's just like he's you know still grateful for his existence in that and who the hell am i <laughs> to not experience gratefulness and gratitude for the lifestyle that i live like i live like a king compared to that and I just can't imagine, like, um, I think, you know, us finding the silver lining and us, like, contrasting that is a really uncomfortable circumstance or just, um, we don't like to put our lives on that scale sometimes because it makes us feel like we're spoiled, but the reality is we are spoiled. Yeah, I think there's this, this tendency, you raised so many great points, man. I appreciate you <laughs> talking through that. Of, we do have this this tendency i feel like to to view it is i'm trying to think of the best way to put it but it, it's essentially us and then the world out yep. there and so we don't think of ourselves just as you said there's that polarity of the people who are incredibly well off and will never know need they don't yep. know the cost of a dollar at all yeah and they are living at the height of all of civilization and then we look at that all the time as something to aspire to be and yeah. that we should push for. <laughs> but rarely is it that we do humble ourselves and, and look the other way. Yeah. We see it as this one one way street essentially of just only <laughs> looking up the ladder, you know, standing on or what is it, the crab bucket essentially of like just pulling <laughs> yeah. everyone down. But yeah. I think that there is an uncomfortable balance you have to find in reminding yourself and taking a realistic view of where you stand in the world yeah if you have the ability to read and yeah. you are listening to this recording that would mean you are like within the very high five percent yeah. of the world that yeah. has all of these amenities we've talked about such yeah. as clean water electricity the ability you have to internet, access just internet. to even be hearing this yes and i love that of like that's such a hard contrast that we don't think about and i think that i personally don't find it super helpful to all the time hold that perspective like you said it's not helpful it's for not realistic every single morning and think about the depravity of man yeah. in fact that is like detrimental a little bit of but course. it is incredibly helpful and it lights a fire under you yeah. and it gives you this realistic humbling of just proper perspective and i Definitely. think that that is lacking a little bit and i think that i love that i hate that someone is living in that circumstance me too and it hurts my heart to know that I couldn't affect it as much. Yeah. But it is still humbling me. Yeah. And I think that I'm not a huge history buff. I forget which war it was specifically. Yeah. But there was 
uh, I believe it was somewhere around World War II, they were trying to engage the public back in the States and try to drum up support for the war, to support our troops, to send money, to send rations and whatnot. Yep. And people just weren't into it. They weren't really interested in ending and participating in the war because it wasn't, they weren't aware of it. Yep. But it was when they started to bring back war photos yep. that showed the detriment of being in war, the loss of life, that is what spurred the people on to being so grateful for what they had that they were willing to do and give up something to fight for it how they could. Yep. And so maybe it's a strange topic to take on a podcast about gratefulness, but I think it's incredibly, <laughs> incredibly important to point out the fact that at times that sobriety that depravity shows you and hands you is incredibly important. Definitely. And I think there's, you know, I can look at the world at large or I can look to, you know, even a previous episode where I talked about my sister walking through cancer. Yep. That death in our family should yep. not pass away, but that that amount of like potential of death, something yep. is dying. The way that you thought the world would be yep. is dying away to be what it is. And yep. that's humbling. And it immediately, as you said, I was weeping with gratefulness of like just being with my sister for the last 25 years. Yeah. And yep. I think that's important is whether you do it in the day to day with, you know, a personal experience and someone yep. else's lack makes you really grateful for what you have and makes you want to pour into that person and show them love because they're experiencing lack. Now my gratefulness is welling up and I actually want to like <laughs> show gratefulness around you and towards you and like cascade love to you right. in your hard times. And so I think it's important. But yeah, that I maybe haven't landed a plane on that thought, but I think it's so important of like the ability to to hold both both yeah. and to be yeah. able to experience that gratitude because you see the depravity and I think yeah. that's incredibly important. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like you have to have that perspective shake up sometimes. Like you have to wake yourself up out of spiraling sometimes where it's like, bro, put your life on the scale of what's out there, and a lot of your perspectives on your problems will melt away very quickly. Of like. I'm even privileged to have the problems that I have. It's a great way to put it. I'm privileged <laughs> to have these problems. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly. It's so crazy to think about. Of like, I can bicker with Comcast about my internet. I can, you know, <laughs> right. That's what ah, a privilege. I'm so, yeah, I'm struggling so hard now. Like, that's just an instance where, you know, you can wake yourself up. So, you are someone who I respect deeply as an introspective I hope you don't mind me revealing this, but you've been audio journaling and introspecting for since 2015. You're <laughs> someone who has put a lot of time into thinking and looking back on your own thoughts. And so mm -hmm. I'm curious of what stones do you feel like we've left unturned that are important to talk about for gratitude? And then what would you tell Jacob the day before he started audio journaling? If, if we could uh, oh, ship so, this So many things. Yeah, maybe just pick one. But yeah, what what would be that image that you, you wanted to pass back to that end time? You know, I have a helpful time machine here that we could send it back. <laughs> right. Man, um, we, we spoke about this reality of, of kind of the time machine advice uh, to your past self, how like there are certain journeys you just have to experience. And if you take away those journeys, no matter how painful they are, you take away who you've become in the present. So it's kind of a, a paradox. But um, yeah, like I think I would tell myself to slow down and appreciate um, the simplicity of, of life and appreciate the simple things and 
to contrast my problems, to have those healthier perspectives, to embrace more humility in my life where I recognize that I'm incredibly privileged, like, um, and, and just be present in, in every chapter, like, um, and recognize, like, this is kind of a stone I, I want to unturn, <laughs> is, uh, or there's gold underneath there or whatever, but, like, um, recognize that, like, nothing lasts forever, and that's something that um, I think can kind of be a antagonist of gratitude is uh, we're very simple, flawed human beings with a lot of silly perspectives, and we're not able to measure things properly sometimes. And one of those things is recognizing that things change over time and are never going to be the same way forever. And that's a good thing in so many ways. Like if everything you wanted to stay the same did, uh, you would find a lot of misery and that kind of like, uh, you know, fantasy or reality. Like you, you need things to evolve and like even the good things in your life need to change and like you need to be grateful for the time you had with that chapter or with that thing in your life and i have two kind of funny like anecdotes <laughs> around that because like human beings are terrible at measuring like what we've had we only think about the now like we're we're so terrible like I, i'm not i'm not a fan of this like instinct or dynamic of us because we are we're bad at being in the present in the positive ways that we need to be present but we hyper fixate on the president or the president <laughs> that too <laughs> that also. that's a freebie <laughs> we hyper fixate on the present in the worst ways as well where like if we've enjoyed something for a long period of time and then we are no longer able to enjoy that thing we don't think about what we've had for that period of time we only think about the fact that we've lost it and I've already told you this, and it's so absurd, but I wrote it down because I think it's funny, and it's a great, like, lighthearted contrast with this. But since 2010, Chick-fil-A <laughs> oh, has, has had a spicy chicken sandwich. And for 13 years, out of the countless times I've been to Chick-fil-A, I have ordered that stinking sandwich. Mm. And I loved it. It was my favorite. It was fantastic. Chick-fil-A is, you know, fast, simple, whatever. Like, we had it a lot growing up, and I still like it to this day. As of not even a year ago, I can no longer eat those. They upset my stomach to a degree that is just really not fair. <laughs> it doesn't feel fair. But it's so funny to me because I had to have that, like, mindful perspective in the most ridiculous, simple way of, like, for 13 years, I've enjoyed this one thing. It would be absurd for me to assume that I can enjoy this thing infinitely over my lifespan. Of course things would change. Of course it would be discontinued. Of course, you know, whatever, things shift. But it's like, what is a better use of my time to hyperfixate on the fact that now, present day, 2023 Jacob can't enjoy that sandwich? Or appreciate the fact that for 13 years, he did, you know? Yeah, he <laughs> like, got that spicy chicken <laughs> ready to go. And, and you know, there are so many, like, that. that's a really helpful perspective to carry with you. And the example may be ridiculous, but, like, I'll use a, a more, a, a medium serious one in a second. But, like, we have to recognize that things change and have to recognize that we need to be grateful for the moment and when that moment passes we can look back and appreciate it but we can't reasonably expect to hold on to all of those things and like uh one i wrote down is kind of just like 
you know, it might require a little bit more context to someone outside of the circumstance, but one of the like most precious chapters of my life up until this point has been living with Micah and living with you at our respective uh, apartments together or whatever in the past. And that was such a positive, happy time in my life for so many different reasons. And I loved it, like I adored. I still think back to it fondly, like is such an amazing chapter. How absurd would it be for me to live now with bitterness that that chapter didn't continue? How absurd would it be for me to expect that that chapter should continue infinitely and we should just become old men who are, you know, sitting on the couch, still eating yeah. pizza and playing video games? Like, of course things are going to change. Of course things are going to evolve. And like, we're just naturally as human beings bad at recognizing that things shift and we need to be grateful for what we've had and what we have in the present. But when it changes, when it's taken from us, even in the most like serious context, we have to appreciate what was versus what we thought should have been. Yes, I love you and I spoke. You checked me in the best way on nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about how, depending on how you perceive a, a, a period that's past, you can have positive and negative nostalgia. You can, yeah. like you said, you can be frustrated that it's gone and you might be revealing that you wish you were still there. Like yeah. You wish you had that and then you can have nostalgia that's really positive of like the beauty of that you got to experience that season. I think that's right. so true of holding that contrast. I love what you said of it is unrealistic to ex to think that I would like have a happy experience throughout the entire time. Yeah. And yeah. maybe you were talking about the Chick-fil-A sandwich, but <laughs> I think that can be expanded to life in general. Like Definitely. It is unrealistic to think that you would be at peak happiness the whole time. Totally. And I think that uh, it reminds <laughs> me of, I think, I don't believe it's in the Tao, but it's in a lot of surrounding practices of there's an image of three monks dipping their pinky into vinegar and then yeah. having it in their mouth. And one monk is uh, disgusted, clearly spitting it out. One monk is very angry and one monk is just smiling <laughs> like he just doesn't care. And it's this image of like it really does come down to how you choose to perceive the moment. Totally. And I think that I wouldn't have believed that. <laughs> early on in life like the earlier right. the more swept I was by my emotions you know yeah. I might not have believed it as much but you know master your emotions you can master anything but I think that's so important to point out is like yeah you may not get to pick your first reaction to something yeah you may not get to pick your guts instinct of how you react yeah. but you can probably follow up on the second or third reaction <laughs> and like cultivate right. a different one and so sometimes you may have to re kind of respect how you do that but totally. I do think as things come up now the more you experience gratitude the more you practice it it starts to become the habitual response yeah and although no we're not walking around in robes and like <laughs> drinking vinegar all day but you know right. that's also that's not feasible probably yeah but I love that yeah. perspective of just the reality check and the uh the ownership on yourself yeah to be okay in the not okay yeah knowing that yeah. it could be just a season and i talk about that of like that is the heart of the vapor the idea yeah. that yeah not the podcast but the idea more than anything of like if you tried to hold a vapor in place it would rip through your fingers and it would be gone <laughs> right like you could try to sit and even if you paused it to just like oh i love that shape pause it right there like <laughs> if you were watching it well then it's not a vapor it's like it's, right. a, it's an abstract shape and 
I just love the flowingness, the beauty of it all. And I love the pain sometimes because <laughs> like it makes right. me like really happy on the days when I'm not feeling it. And yeah. So I love that. This good nugget of uh, Chick-fil-A knowledge <laughs> there, depending on right. your views of Chick-fil-A. It's still it, helpful. Right. And like, um, you know, as we're discussing this, like I'm, I'm kind of refining the thought in like real time of like you actually now have a potential for a different option like I'm not gonna keep using the chick-fil-a example but like you know when something was present in your life and it no longer is yes there's a space there but now that space can be filled with something different that may be you know a different shade but still beautiful and like um, you know I, I put it in this metaphor in this moment of like you know having this field where you grew this specific crop or fruit and you've gone through this journey and you finally have harvested everything and then for some reason in this abstract example you were no longer able to plant that same thing that you derived joy from pleasure from you know purpose from but guess what like instead of just looking at that empty field of like oh man like i used to grow you know apples there or whatever you look at it like what else can i plant in that space in my life what else can i nurture that's different and actually like you know the novelty of that can actually serve us because like we're predisposed to seek novelty in kind of negative ways but like in positive ways like i would much rather instead of hyper fixating on what used to be i'd love to hyper fixate on like what could be of like what could i put in that space what part of my life is now you know replaced with that evolving whatever like it, it's just interesting like we're we're so terrible at like I don't know <laughs> so so many of our instincts just betray our higher perspectives but like all of this conversation is is like pursuing that ideal pursuing that like positive mindfulness of you know there are better perspectives and better ways to live if we just like cultivate and strengthen that like fight those instincts so <laughs> i love that so much so many great points helpfully raised here too right uh small shift as we kind of like land this plane a little bit yeah. you're an artist you create really compelling <laughs> art that i enjoy i have some of it up over there as well that you gifted <laughs> you. me so i appreciate it it's something i look at and derive a lot of gratitude from genuinely yep. uh one thing i wanted to say as we shift off is like i love the perspective that you shared of you could be frustrated that we aren't roommates anymore yeah that, you know we don't get to play smash every time and <laughs> just get too good at it but we you in losing that perspective, you got the joy of exactly what you started the podcast with, of yeah. the steps of Aiden in the, in the yeah. house. And I think that's so yeah. sweet of you can see that void that is created as yeah. uh, a scary unknown. Right. Or you can see it as like the beauty of potential. Yep. I think that's kind of where a lot of the gratitude lands. But I love that. Touching on you're a really compelling artist and I, I really love your work. I'm excited to hope that more people will potentially look into it hearing this. <laughs> For sure. So I'm curious of specifically specifically in a lens of gratitude and just yeah. the flow of your art do you feel like this has impacted your your creativity do you feel like it's impacted even the look and the feel of your art at all definitely like um it's you know a completely different conversation because there's so many points within it but just like the idea of not limiting yourself to one thing or you know not binding yourself to a singular um uh, set of ideas or ideals like that's something I've combined with this more mindful perspective of gratitude because um, I have so many different ideas that are not realized yet, but they're all over the map because I can find appreciation and gratitude in so many different areas of life, whether it be, you know, object photography, abstract paintings, you know, 
uh, visual mock-ups of advertisements or just like there's so many different categories, you know, portrait photography or whatever. Like I have so many different ideas that I'm not limiting myself of like, oh, I can only do one thing that I appreciate because like as my appreciation for life has increased, my appreciation for the potential of what art I create has increased. Like I, you know, love more of life. So of course, like the things I'm able to celebrate in art or just like capture in art have also increased because there's more that inspires me. There's more that, you know, brings me joy. Like if I was in a very dark place in my life, like maybe only one thing would really like, you know, be that little sparkle of light in my life. But the more like happiness I've been able to find and create and cultivate through like steady effort, I've found like so many different things that I appreciate. So yeah, like gratitude from an artistic perspective or just in life, like will lead you to appreciate so much of life and so many things that you've overlooked without that gratitude vision that were just right there in front of you. So it's definitely impacted me like creatively and just like in an abstract way because I appreciate more about life now. What I personally took away from my conversation with Jacob is that gratitude takes baby steps and consistent effort on our part, but that it can be super beneficial in the long story of our lives, both for our health and in our perspective about this life. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and the episode as a whole, even though it is a little bit different than the previous episodes. And admittedly, there are some cracks and pops in my recording, but hey, that's life. If you would like to keep up with Jacob's visual art and see his creativity, you can find links to his work in this episode's description. The style of today's episode is a continued iteration of The Shapeless Vapor, a new flavor, if you will. And after this conversation, I hope you really know I mean it when I say, I'm so incredibly grateful for you. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.